So welcome to Pan Strong Podcast. We interview Canada's top amateur to pro female strength athletes. We do this to empower women to compete in strength sports and, you know, be stronger than all the boys in the arts as well. I'm just kidding. Not really. No. Um, so I'm Stephanie. Y'all know me. Hey. Um, I do the strongman and uh, the Highland Heavy Games. I'm about to do a dabble in the powerlifting, um, but I teach the fitness and the dance. So check me out uh, on the YouTube. Anyways, um, today's episode is all about upping your training game. It is almost April. You know what that means, people? Spring bod. You know what that means? Well, I mean, you can be sick and shit, but be sick and fit. You know what I mean? You want to look healthy. You want to feel healthy. You want to live healthy. So how do you do that? You know, lockdowns in some provinces are starting to release the restrictions. That means we can all uh, start competing again and living it up. So uh, we have the most amazing woman, perfect woman for the job today on the show is Tracy Halliday. And by the way, she's got a theme song and uh, I'm going to post a TikTok dance to it. I want you guys to join in on the Tracy Halliday theme song. <laughs> Check it out on our Facebook page and a YouTube channel. So um, she is an amazing strong man. She's actually a 2018 Canada's Strongest Woman, which is insane in the membrane. And she's the co-owner of Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. Uh, not as a metal hard rock, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure she probably is into that too. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they have an amazing gym, her and her husband. He's also a strong man and he coaches out of there. He's a longtime strong man. And um, they're actually doing some pretty amazing things, which we're going to talk about today. So thank you all for listening. In. And thank you for being on the show today, Tracy. Oh, you're welcome. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So Tracy has um, a lot of amazing accomplishments. And um, so tell us, tell us how you got into the sport, girl. I know you started with the powerlifting, got some medals, and then you went to Strongman. So talk to me, girl. What brought you to Yeah, um, I started powerlifting in 2006, I believe. Um, we, I did that for years. Like uh, me and my husband even went to World in Austria in 2007. Um, I didn't do super great there. I wasn't the best powerlifter but it was a super awesome experience. And then in about, well, I had my daughter in 2012. And then shortly after that, I started dabbling in training the strongman events because they looked freaking awesome. And I liked, like, I don't know. I just, they just, there's so much more fun than the powerlifting training. So I trained it and I loved it. And there was no competitions for women anywhere in Canada. So my husband being the awesome, wonderful human being he is said, screw this. We're not going to make you train and not be able to compete. So we're going to start running women's shows here. And he actually ran the first ever women's strongman show in Regina. Well, it was in Canada, actually, the first one in 2013. And then he did another one early in 2014. And we actually ran the first Canada's strongest woman. Well, not well, the first since it's demise in the early 2000s um in uh 2015 14 15 before Cassis started uh we ran the an actual Canada's strongest woman an amateur one um in Regina uh, Regina Beach actually so you guys are some of the founders in the trail of blazers and that's amazing because you know people really underestimate like the first step right because we all want to 
get to the big, big goal, but it's those first little steps that make a huge difference, right? Like if you guys didn't start that, none of the stuff that exists now in your area, which is, by the way, where you at, girl, so people can find you and your gym. Oh, well, I actually live in a place called Kanukama, which is- uh, Kanukama. Kind of, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just past Regina Beach, um, which is about 35 minutes outside of Regina, Saskatchewan, which is where our awesome gym is and we train out of there. So bad joke time. Um, is that named after the Canucks? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play sports. Oh my God. Is that like a hockey team? I don't know. I feel like- I think oh. it's the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, but I'm also thinking about the movie D3 Mighty Ducks. Not the oh tail, God, but that's old. I know. God. Oh, shit. <laughs> so anyways, and what actually makes her really interesting is she is um, a teacher and she was a, a skater girl, you know, skater boy, see you later boy. Um, she was like Avril Lavigne, but <laughs> Avril Lavigne, if she wasn't a fairy and could punch you and take you down. So what was the, what was the, besides it not existing, like what gave you guys the passion to open up your gym and to start these competitions? Because I mean, it's a big risk, right? It's not like equipment's cheap. It's not like a lifting gym is more expensive than um, to start up than a, a regular gym. So yeah. So my husband's like always had a dream to own a gym. Like that's that he's just loved it since he was a kid. Um, he got his kid degree at the U of R and he did like I think he worked for maybe like six months out of other local gyms like Calfits and places like that and uh then he, he just he was like screw this let's open it up we actually opened up the first ever it was we called it a personal training studio in Regina in 2006 um he had a different business partner at the time they since parted ways because you know that shit happens all the time mm -hmm. um now we have metal I believe it was like 2015 16 I don't even know when when we switched over but um it was a pretty good decision to make and now we're just hardcore like we don't like he refused to sell out he's not he's not gonna run booty pump classes at our gym just to <laughs> get some extra cash coming through the door like, I keep talking how dare you <laughs> like we do do some like, like we do, do classes but you know they're based around like strongman and powerlifting events and and cardio that way um, no. like we refuse to sell out like a lot of the other places in our area have. And I think that's what makes us special. We're actually a true well, strong yeah. empire, big sports gym. We're not like a strength sports at the nighttime, but during the day we're booty pump, you know, no, yeah. we don't do that. No. Cause you know what? That needs to be said though, because one time I gone to, well, I try to be pretty polite with people, but like I've trained this gym. And they have like boxing bags, like, right. And, and I understand because like they've got limited space and real estate is expensive, but, you know, and I understand if you guys, you know, especially in these times, right, you're trying to keep the doors open, but they had a bunch of boxing bags, right, where all the strongman equipment was. So somebody would like boxing and I'm like holding like a 410 pound yoke and I'm like, ask of me, <laughs> yeah, please, 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 good, good. Yeah, and I'd be like, super kick-ass sport too but like I think it needs a lot of space like it can't be just shoved in a corner right? I, just, I just yeah I personally like it for fitness I get it but then but then there's like gyms that do that like have yeah. that focus and I think it's important like you know Orange Theory Fitness where it's like kind of hold a triathlete training where you're running you're cycling light resistance weight high reps you know kind of sprint training essentially hit training um 
And and everything, every type of fitness has its place. It has its purpose. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really important if you're going to be a strength gym to just be a strength gym because um, it's not that it's like a different market clientele, but I just, it's a space issue and it's a vibe issue. And for me personally, like I'm a dancer and I know that like what I do in my dance world is completely opposite and different than lifting. <laughs> so like, I appreciate that. Cause yeah, it's really off-putting when I see like booty pump girls that like, come to my my old gym. I'd be like, huh, what? Like, <laughs> um, there's like people powerlifting, like, Ugh! and then the girl, there's a girl in the corner, you know, bending low to yeah. the side. If we're like serious, like serious, like strength athletes, and like, <laughs> um, we have like shit on the wall, like you know, don't be an asshole, no pussies allowed, and it's like, you know, it's just like we don't get offended, and like we're just we're there to yeah. do a job, right? Yeah, we have fun in between sets, but you're essentially there to do a job and do it well. So that's why we do it at metal. Well, you don't want distractions. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't want to, like, be distracted by, like, a cardio class that's three feet from me. Like, I need to focus on my sets and shit. And I want to be around other people who are grunting and lifting. But that's just me. So anyways, um, so I know you guys coach and stuff like that. And you're starting these new strongman competitions that are old school style now. Because you want to have upping your training game i'm sure all y'all strong men palette athletes are wanting something to train in and get ready for so before we get into how to adapt your body for the curd tabs and your spring bowed uh tell us about the competitions you are doing the names where what what they will be lifting okay so we me and a couple friends like me and my husband and brad provick who is a well-known name in strongman if you don't know it Maybe you should do your research, and uh, oh, also, oh. <laughs> and also uh, Corey Balaberta, who's Steve's brother. He's also a pro strongman. Um, we just started up a. Um, it's called Classic Strongman. I know he's married to a wonderful girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Classic Strongman uh, Championship League. Um, we're on Instagram at Classic Strongman, and we have just decided to start up a league where there's like no bullshit, no membership fees, no politics. We're just going to run shows like they did in the past. Like they're shows to entertain. We're going to have crowds as COVID allows. Um, we want to have people like on the edge of their seats and like asking for our freaking autographs at the end of the show, because it was so yes. cool. Not like, you know, having like this amazing show, which lots of the shows are amazing. I'm not going to take anything away from any of the promoters right now, but yeah. we're not bringing in crowds, right? We need to bring that back. Like we always run, um, Brad's always run the July 1st, Western Canada's strongest man. I think since 2014, he's running at the legislative building, building in Regina. There's thousands of people there watching and sure there's, um, other stuff going around for July 1st, um, at the, at Wascana park, but they like people come just for the strongman show because it's so entertaining. Like it's not boring to watch anymore. We're going to be having at least three or four shows this year, um, mostly in Western Canada because we just started up this year. Um, yeah. There's going to be something coming out that's super, super exciting for the ladies. So I'm not going to add out of the bag just yet, but it'll be coming in August or September. So um watch your mail for or your inboxes for an invite ladies if you're at the top of your game um there's going to be lots for men too um all around in small towns we're going to take it back to small towns 
Um, small towns love strongman and it's like a circus event. Um, it brings it back to the, to the past where it was like, oh my in God. The, yeah. In the right ways. You know what I mean? And it's like, don't make girls be deadlifting the heel. I see girls doing that. And I'm like, what no. are you doing? Like, oh my God. No, no, it's going to be entertaining. But, like, it's not going to be like, it, it's still going to be heavy, but it's not going to be like, you know, the winner gets two reps on something. It's going to be entertaining and it's going to nearly kill the athletes, but people are going to love it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they might die. They have a consent yeah. form. They'll but sign did it. they die? No. But yes, but did you die? Did you die? Oh, why are you even crying right now? Like I yeah, so keep your eyes open for that. Like, and especially the ladies keep your eyes open for an invite. That's probably coming your way if you're one of the top ladies in Canada all across so Canada not just I have a question about the divisions because I know you said no politics so this is I'm really passionate about is getting toddlers and teens which I know is controversial um in the sport but also more um adaptive divisions there isn't so as a person with a disability uh who has to uh, train and compete with other non-disabled athletes, it's an unfair advantage. And I just use it to like up my game, you know, become more awesome sauce. Hmm. But I'm just curious because I feel like um, with the old school strongman stuff, it was a lot more adaptable. And I feel like it was a lot more inclusive. You know, we say the sport's more inclusive now. So can you talk to us more about, I know you don't want to spill all the beans, but um, talk to me more about divisions and, and some of some of the guidelines and some things that we're going to expect to see. Because you got me curious, girl. I'm thinking circus dumbbells with, with the circles on the end and the moustache. <laughs> Maybe um, the best moustache. Yeah, we're going to do cool stuff like that. Um, we're just going to bring back the old events. Like if you check us out on Instagram on, and Facebook, we've been sharing some just some photos of, from the late 90s early 2000s of some of the guys that used to compete around here and around Canada just the events were super cool um I'll touch on divisions for right now um we're our league won't be doing like weight classes or age classes right now um they might do the men's like split it into two like 231 and under 231 and over um I'm not sure if they're doing that this year or not we're doing that this year or not um uh, for women, like, okay, I'm going to be super honest right now in Canada, especially right now, even with the amateur divisions growing, there's not enough top level female athletes in our country right now to warrant weight classes in our sport. Um, sure. At the amateur level, go right ahead. That gets more people in, it gets people active in it and it gets people involved and gets people excited about it. But once mm -hmm. we get to the pro level, it's like either, either you're, you're going to do it or you're not right. Like if you're, if you think you're too little, I think that's, um, just your way of making an excuse because I'll use Leafa Engels as an example. I think she's, she was like 165 pounds and she pounds and she won the pro Arnold against like heavy hitters. So you can't use that as an excuse. I think you can mm -hmm. be strong no matter how big you are. You can compete with the bigger girls. And like me too, like I always competed open. I I'm so close. I could always make middleweight, but I've never had the passion to, because if I'm going to win something, I want to win the real thing. Not like, the middleweight championships. I want to win like the championship. Yeah. 
girl, yes, preach. So, um, and also there's a lot of teens and grandmas and like master's division athletes that are super strong, right? Even like mm -hmm. adaptive, like I said, there's people who do strongman that have severe physical disabilities. You know, they've got, um, oh, I can't think of it right now. CP, someone help me out. Stream apology, thank you. Um, you know, or they're missing limbs, right? So to me, that's so powerful and inspiring and motivating. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what makes strongman strongman is you succeed or you don't, like you said, based on the limitations in your head. Now, number mm -hmm. two thing is when I lift weight, I don't think about um, how much less I'm waiting or weight I'm lifting. When I walk and I dance and, and I do the things I do with my displays, it's like, oh, how do you like, oh, you know, do the stuff you do with your weight or that's because I don't think that I have to have someone's permission. I don't think mm -hmm. I have to have a certain body type or weight to dance. If you don't like it because regardless of my talent, because you don't like heavyweights, then don't look, I don't really care. Like I don't. And that's how you, I feel like you need to approach everything with strongman. It's like, until you've been proven that you absolutely without a doubt cannot do it because you failed a million times, like why not try? And personally, I like like you know, being open and trying different, um, just being like whoever is the strongest, the strongest because um, yeah, that's genetics, but like basically it goes down to your training, right? And your nutrition and what you're doing in the background consistently every single day. And yeah. you know, when, what your, your game mindset is that day. And if you throw in, throw out, um, really just depends on you. Even if you have all the right genetics, you've done all the right things, you know, mental, yeah. mental game is so, yeah. so much. And like why would you want to, sorry, sorry. go ahead. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Some of the women that are coming out of the middleweight class now are kid run circles around the, the open women too. Like, um, I don't know why we have to separate ourselves at the top level. Like I get it in the amateur or whatever. And it's like to get a spot here, get a spot there. But like really like in the end, what, is it, what does it matter, right? Um, yeah, I think some of the women in the middleweight class like could kick most of the, or a lot of the heavyweight women's butts and like, I think it's because they live a more healthy lifestyle. Like I know so we're not supposed to say that, but I'm going to say it because this is something that's my pet peeve is when people treat me like shit. Cause I think I eat ice cream all day. It pisses me off. Cause I just don't have the lean genetics. I have to do ridiculous amounts. Like I walked to 12 K today and I burned like 2,500 calories and I ate proper three meals a day. I don't have a big stomach. I actually can't eat as much as I should um, even with protein. So I just don't have those genes, but I don't make that an excuse. I don't know, right? Like, I'm like, I need to get my cardio done. And the thing is, because I'm always been like somebody who cycles and walks and, and swims, and that's just the way I was raised, kind of like as an outdoor country kid. Mm -hmm. It's not a job to me. It's not something I have to like work towards. Like, I just, I enjoy it. I like being outside. I like, I love dancing. I love exercising. So that's always been my advantage in strongman because I'm such a high heavyweight. Like, I last, when I competed before, I think it was, I must have been 270, 300 pounds, something like that. I don't remember because it was you know, for my baby. But anyways, my point is, is like, that was, you know, that's where I kicked the other heavyweights asses who had been training or competing longer than me. And they beat me in certain things just because they had more time on me. But yeah. I kicked their ass when it came to the endurance stuff. So yeah, that's so important to like, especially after your heavyweight sessions is to do the cardio because that's when you're going to have the most results. Yeah, and, and like, you don't need to minutes, do cardio you know? like running on the treadmill. Like my cardio is pulling a truck or like, like today I did like yeah. sled drags instead of like, I don't like run or like I go for walks. I walk my dog all the time, but like, I don't consider that cardio. I consider that like having a nice time with my dog, but <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, I'm so jelly. I want a puppy again. So, um, on this subject, if people are going to be, you know, getting ready for a competition, whether in person, 
um, and other virtual competitions on the topic of upping your training game. Now, obviously, our listeners are amateurs, they're pros, so yes. you're talking to two different kind of categories there. So we're approaching the, the amateurs first. What are some tips you have besides the classic, you know, you know, eat your protein, sleep, all that good stuff that we always hear? What are some key things you think people could do right now um, in the day-to-day if they have little equipment or whatever, 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 right? So a lot of girls stopped training in 2020 completely. All it took was them not having a competition with Ford and they stopped, which is really sad. Like a lot of them were kind of up and coming. So if you've got some people kind of falling on the bandwagon a little bit, off, sorry, off, um, what would you recommend? I would recommend getting your asses back out there, even if it's like, even if you can't go to the gym, like I get it, lots of places have closed down, but like make something up, like go lift a tree, do something like push your car, like, um, like, <laughs> to honest, I'm, floor, like you know how to do that. I'm like kind of sick of everyone. Like, Oh, like even people that still have access to gyms, they're like, Oh, I don't have a competition coming up. So I have no motivation. Well, isn't your motivation to be freaking strong? Like, why do you need something driving you? Like, do you have it or don't you have it? Like, okay, I got, I got to say something for creativity. So for moms, just a shout out to moms. It's not that it's not that hard. Buy ankle weights, right? My stroller with my kid in it with the stroller, right? That's like without anything else. Just him in the stroller is probably sixty pounds. So the bottom has a, a little part where you can put like another twenty five pounds. So put, I could put a 25 pound weight in there, put on ankle weights, put on a weighted vest. You walk 10 K with that shit. And let me tell you, that is a fucking arm workout and cardiovascular 100%. Oh, you have a kid's wagon where you pull your toddler, put a fucking bunch of weights in it and pull that, pull that for half an hour. And honestly, if you have a gym membership to a strongman gym and during a lockdown, they're not offering you to either rent equipment or borrow equipment they're not being true to our sport. They're, like, they're shit, Jim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of don't really respect that. I saw a lot of people selling equipment. Like, you know, you could just rent it and still make income and pay for your gym. So when like, we, we haven't been locked down for a while in Regina, like it was last March, we were locked down. Um, what we did was people kept paying their membership fee. And if you kept your membership fee up, you could borrow equipment and take it home until we had to go back to the gym or got to go back to the gym. And that kept our doors open after because our members were super happy. We did that. We didn't charge them extra. We just charged in their regular membership. They got to take home even like we had like, um, you know, like adjustable ER racks and uh, yeah, yeah. like weights and Oli bars and anything like farmers walk equipment, like just you know, people yeah. can make kits like gym owners can like make kits and like do virtual classes like it's not hard and so for me like I I, I literally bought and I'm going to be just so you guys know like from now until June with a virtual comp we're going to be po- I'm going to be posting DUI tutorials so I've already posted them on our strong women of Canada Facebook page check it out if you're not already on it join it you have to be a chick though just saying <laughs> um it's for women I have a lot of guys that try to get in the group no you shall not pass I'm sorry, I love you, bro, but um, you can creep me on my other pages and channels. But anyways, uh, so the thing is I'm recording them live. So I'm going to show you how to hack any kind of equipment using wood, metal, like old wood, reefer wood, almost anything, cement. So like one thing I did is I bought like a dolly used from YouTube or YouTube, sorry, uh, Facebook marketplace, and it was 20 bucks. All I got to do is pop a fucking piece of plywood on there, a little pole, 
and then pop weights on it. That's it. I could even just skip that last step and put fucking weights on it and bungee it to it. And then you buy seatbelt straps or any kind of strap. And if you have a weighted vest, you just attach it to the back and fucking run. So like, yeah. there you go. Boom. Let's some cost me like $35. Yeah. <laughs> be creative, ladies. Be creative. Don't be just creative. quit. Don't quit. Like we're all in the same boat, like in somewhere or another right now, this last year, over a year now has been ridiculous. But we, we all have are in the same boat. But if you want it bad enough, you'll always find a way. And if you and if you say, oh, there's no way, then you're lying to yourself and you don't really want to do it anyway, somewhere deep down inside, because there's always a way. Always. Well, that's why, like I said, I, I invested the money for my own home gym, which was like 3K. And then, you know, having this baby, I was like, I was really worried because I was like, is my strongman career going to be over? I just started, you know? Uh, if I have the second baby, you know, if I have a C-section, because I was training for nationals when I got pregnant, like it wasn't planned. I'm so happy, so glad, <laughs> but whoops, you guys, listen, you take out your IUD, do not do the poonchy poonch, do not do the poonchy poonch, they lie to you, they say it takes time to get fertile again, that's a goddamn lie, it takes one week, that's it, <laughs> especially if you healthy and young. TMI, I know, I just want to save y'all strongman careers, um, but anyways, like, you know, it's like, like you said, if there's a will, there's a way you can make it work. And like I said, well, I want to do my cardio. I don't have the fucking time at night. I'm not going to do cardio at like 1230 fucking night when I'm up at four. So how am I going to do that? Every time my baby naps and my son's at school, I'm like, all right, cardio time. Even if I have to split the sessions in three and have a cold sweat, you know, that's what the washer and dryer is for, change my clothes, make it work. And then I have my protein shakes. I got my bars. Like you get yourself set up and get ready. Right. So, so obviously you, I mean, you joined the sport and you had success in a very short amount of time, your mom, your teacher got a lot going on. So what are some of the hacks or things that you like, besides being creative with like finding equipment, making equipment or doing exercises that, you know, training on your weaknesses, doing things that you wouldn't necessarily do. What are other, some things that people can do, you know, with their nutrition or the fitness that can save time and money that they can start doing now with the spring coming up? We're really feeling the pressure, whether or not yeah, they're competing. So like, I think a huge thing, like, um, like you said, don't just be like, oh, eat your protein or whatever. But like, I think that's number one. Like people are like, oh, I eat lots of protein. I had a steak today. That's not enough. Like you, like at least one pound of protein per body weight, if you're a strength athlete. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you have to eat 200 grams of protein a day, at least to stay strong. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of protein. And if you're doing it healthy or even calories, if you're just doing like, oh, I want to eat 4,000 calories or whatever it may be, or your, your nutritionist tells you to like, that's a lot of food if you're not doing it in crap food. So um, I'm very lucky and I have a sponsorship from True North Nutrition and they send me really kick-ass stuff every month that I get to try. Um, I highly recommend like the Quest cookies, um, the Quest chips, like make it easy. Like pre-pack your meals for the day to yeah. like nighttime even if you're just doing it for one day I pack my daughter's lunch for school I pack yeah. my, my lunch for school plus everything for the full day so like today for example I was at school for eight o'clock in the morning till four o'clock so I had all my food for the day in my bag and then I went straight to the gym after so I had my pre-workout snack my post-workout snack and then also my supper in that bag like everything you well, take it with you and you're yeah. not you're not caught like oh I'm so hungry and I'm not gonna be home for two more hours then you don't have to run to McDonald's you have it there you have no excuse you've done it you've done your work honestly like if you don't plan you plan to fail right so, exactly like, I 
like so sometimes my stomach hurts in the morning because I like train late and I saw I had a protein shake five hours ago if like I fall asleep at 12 and I wake up at four at the baby like my body's like no right so I have keto bars right so it's just pure fat which is fine because you know I just do keto carnivore so I just eat fat meat basically um and I do eat vegetables but I mean like I don't do a lot of I I do enough carbs for my workout right in accordance with but um like for meal prep and I say to people it's like you know split into one or two days and it's like I use the whole of it at once right so I'll have my my chicken in the slow cooker I don't know if I hear my color come down. You guys, oh God. He might be attacking this conversation in one second. So I have the food in the slow cooker, right? Cooks most of the supper. Um, well, in the summertime, I cook more because I don't work in the summer, but um, he cooks meals and we always cook enough for like two or three days instead of like, you know, yep. cooking like one pork chop for each person at the meal or whatever. You cook like two whole family packs of pork chops and then that's what you eat until they're gone and then you cook again like you don't have to cook supper every night well, like, well yeah that's why I think women burn out right like moms especially moms who train it's like yeah it is unrealistic if you're trying to live that way like when I make homemade play-doh for my kid I make four batches at once yeah so it's like just one big ass pot and then if you like I don't give him the whole batch at once and then if he wrecks it I'm like yeah you got play-doh for a month I don't think about it and yeah. same thing with said three meals and simple things like some my food hacks are obviously boiled eggs, you know, you boil like a dozen eggs or there in the morning and I have like 10 minutes. Deep, but yeah, you just chop them up, add some mayo, some like chopped onion or whatever, and just put it in a protein wrap and then boom, right? Like done. And then if my lunches and dinners, like I, I obsess with chicken breast, like all I have to do is really take it. My food is, you know, uh, fridge is filled with food. And all I have to do is just throw it in the microwave. And that's 15 minutes. Deep. So I'm like, I don't have time. Like, you're right. You don't have time. So you maximize the shit out of the time you do have, right? Like, I don't want to do fucking dishes every day. I don't want to clean my house every day. Like, I have a schedule. Whoa. And every time I mess with that schedule, like, it falls apart. I don't get to train. Then I start eating shitty food like pizza. And I'm like, oh, God. You know what I mean? So it really yeah. is worth it. And you're like, you have And, like, I want to add to you, like, there's nothing wrong with eating shitty foods like pizza every now and then. But, like, if yeah. you're doing it every day, you're not going to be strong. Like, you, like you like people always say you are what you eat and I think that's kind of weird but you kind of are when it comes to your training and your performance in the gym and at contests you are what you eat like if you're eating cookies every day and not like square meals like that are healthy with vegetables and protein you're not going to perform well that day you're going to run out of energy you're going to run out of steam and you're not going to be strong like you have to eat to be strong if you want to be strong well, yeah, you can't not eat. So I want to talk about another really incredible part about your story, which is the fact, just like me, but a lot sooner, you're one of those amazing women that hit the gym postpartum, right after having not the greatest pelvic floor experience with your child, your daughter. And we'll get into how awesome it is that a training you do with your daughter. But um, talk to me about that. Talk to me about how, you know, you were able to jump into that so soon. What were the exercises you did do and didn't do? Um, like in terms of movement patterns, like how did you do that? Because I mean, most postpartum fitness instructors will just steer you completely away from that for at least a year, right? So yeah, so um, I was, I had a super amazing pregnancy um, when I was pregnant with Jordan um, up until I got like, I think it's called pelvic floor dysplasia and it was just mm -hmm. pain in my pelvis like constantly. And it was, yes. it was, it was horrible. Like even just like being a teacher and working all day like being on my feet like I worked at a community school at that time so you don't really get a lot of time to sit like even on your prep time you're 
dealing with um, students' emotions and stuff. So um, I was sore all the time and I couldn't really train, um, which sucked. Um, I was a powerlifter at the time. Uh, I would go and do like little bodybuilder things, but I would get so tired and I get so sore. So I couldn't really keep my strength up. Um, actually, during my pregnancy, I only gained 20 pounds. But and what? everyone, whoa, that's like amazing. Like, how did you do that? I'm like, well, I lost probably like 10 pounds of muscle. But <laughs> so yeah. like, that's why. Um, but anyway, so after I had Jordan in 2012, I was just ready to go back to the gym. Yeah, like giving birth sucks. And it's not exactly a pleasant experience. Um, Jordan was 11 days early. So I made a promise to myself that I would go back to the gym on her due date. So I did that. Um, <laughs> it didn't go great, but um, I, I did some bench and stuff like obviously not going to do squats and deadlifts or anything like that because that would be um, <laughs> like the worst. But um, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to bench a plate. And like for me at that time, like a plate was like nothing. It was like a warm up or whatever. But I like I benched a plate um, for one rep and it wasn't easy. And I don't like to talk about that very much, <laughs> but anyway, after that, I started going continuously or sorry, consistently back to the gym, taking my daughter with me. Um, we would go train at the same time and the guys at the gym would take care of her with us when we were doing sets, which was super awesome. Like our gym is like a family. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I started squatting or anything like that until like maybe two months after. And, and then it was like light, everything light and same with deadlifts because things are still sore. Even though you get the go ahead from your doc, like it still hurts and things pull and things are still going back to normal. So um, my suggestion to people that just have a baby, um, do what you can, do what feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, stop, stop. Yeah. Like I don't mean stop and quit and never lift weights again. I mean, stop that exercise and do something else. Like if you're trying to do squats for the first time and they hurt and you're not comfortable, do some lunges, like, you know, something that's a little easier on your body. Yeah. I mean, I want to say something though about the cultural shift and what's important to understand about culture. Like when you study certain cultures, like these women are on their feet all day and they're lifting stuff and other women support each other, right? Like they, they hold each other's baby. They, yeah. they nurse each other's baby. Um, there's so much support and it's like we have not fetishized but like kind of with like women fitness postpartum like we're so used to seeing like like I said stroller fitness and aerobics and all this lightweight stuff and it's it's not a sin like it's not a sin to lift heavy weight and um, you know wear your baby or whatever and like I mean you have to be careful like you shouldn't be wearing your baby and deadlifting like there's certain things that aren't they're dangerous to the baby at certain age with their neck and and like you said with your pelvic floor but like listen to your body but this whole thing of like you have to be super weak and super maimed by your baby for like at least three four years is ridiculous like everyone's body is different and also don't push yourself so there's very there's women who are very thin who like me you know I was really skinny and healthy when I had my first kid and that maimed me so it's like you know it, it, it just yeah whether you're like you know a lifter right now and you're pregnant or postpartum it's like just like you said listen to your body and just yeah. do what feels right don't quit even if even if you have to just stop for a little while and do bodybuilding stuff, as long as you're training, you're not losing. Exactly. Like, I, was, I was lucky and I was able to, like, I did a powerlifting competition 
five months after Jordan was born. And like, everyone's like, oh, that's insane. How did you do that? But it's not because I didn't like lift as much as I would have prior to getting pregnant. Right. And I was still coming back, but I just knew if I didn't get back on the platform at that point, I would fall into bad habits and maybe I never would have. Um, yeah. Same here. Totally. Yep. hundred percent. That's why I started the podcast is why I made my own home gym. Cause I was like, if I have to wait till another, something's going to open and be so depressed. Like mm-hmm. I miss, we're still in lockdown here and it's been a year and I miss people, you know, and I, I, you have to, yeah. Uh, like just me doing those stroller walks outside has done now that spring is like, even in two weeks, it's done so much for my mental health. Like it's insane. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, exercise is exercise, you know, feeling like I have no apologies. Like I dropped, I think like $1,500 and I make sacrifices, right? Like, so I could do that to buy protein powder and things I wanted. And at first, like my head was talking myself out. Cause the first time I did this, my first son, I self-sabotaged a lot. So like, and I ended up having like protein that expired and went bad. Right. So I was like, Oh, why are you spending this money this year? Like, you know, you could be saving this, like, this is selfish to go to stuff with kids. And now it's like the best decision I ever made. Right. But it can, we can be so hard on ourselves. Right. And when it gets tough, like you said, I don't like talking about the experience when I was in the gym. It can, it, we can be like, ah, oh, you know, don't do it. You can give up, but don't, I mean, you don't see it tomorrow, but you will see it'll pay off. Right. So and I want to talk about back. It comes back. Yeah. It's my take a while. Exactly. It, it never fully goes away. And that's what I've learned about these babies like change my body so drastically as women are strong as fuck. We're mighty as fuck. I just want to say something about that. So we're talking about like having babies and like having a baby is like a great experience, but it like it wreaks havoc on your body. Right. Oh yeah. So I found honestly, like coming back after Jordan was easier than I'm finding right now coming back after having ACL surgery. Like I had it at Christmas Eve, 2019. And I'm like, Oh, a couple months from now, I'll be good. I'll be good. Whatever. I'm tough, whatever. And now like, I'm just that I can squat three plates again. I'm just that I can do some deadlifts that are decent. Like I'm not like there yet. And it's been like over a year and I'm, I'm finding it harder than coming back after having a baby. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Like for me, it's like, I feel like the things that stopped me in my life before and training or just in my career goals or whatever, in business is just so minuscule compared to like what I've overcome having a baby. Like, it's just amazing. So I, I really encourage women who are listening to it. Like if you're a mom, like, and you're just new to lifting, like you'd be surprised what your body can fucking do. Like it's yeah, amazing. Amazing. amazing people. Amazing. <laughs> when men are like oh my ankle hurts I'm like bitch I pushed a baby out of my vajay you know what I mean like like, seriously um like god um like you you carry a big ass 11 pound baby okay then you can come talk to me um and then not letting things hang up hang up uh like self body image right because like I have a floop because I had two big babies I don't give a shit I really don't give a shit like that was a big thing for me like and a lot of people I've interviewed is like who are heavyweights like wearing shorts in the gym and if you had a mom if your mom you got mom bod like who cares man if you're in a lifting gym or not people are going to respect the fuck out of your your hustle like I no know, one's going to shit. I think I think like a lot of women um it's just it's us like it's the way we think and the way we're kind of taught to think I don't think most people give a shit what you're wearing at the gym 
I don't think people give a shit what you're wearing when you go for a walk or when you go to the grocery store or even when you go to work for that matter. Like people don't notice it as much as we think they will when we get dressed in the morning. Unless you're in like some really high end corporate job where like you're walking out oh, and yeah. like this. You see those Walmart videos? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Right next to, unless you're wearing something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one... If you're wearing short shorts to the gym, no one's going to even like care. Like you're at the gym, you're comfortable in your own body. Like that's all that matters. So what I think is really cool, and I know there's a lot more lifters and people are doing this, like I'm training my taller, how do you strong man? Um, so mm-hmm. you are, you teach your daughter, um, she does like Olympic lifting, which is really, really cool. So talk to me about that, like your experience as a mom, you know, um, teach your daughter how to lift, how that felt for you, like what it meant for you and how it's made your relationship stronger. Obviously as a family who lifts, I'm sure you're unbreakable, right? Like yeah. Because when you lift, your whole life is organized. I'm sure your daughter's gonna is successful in academics and will continue to be a successful human because of that. But what's your take on it, you know, as a so family? My daughter does compete in Olympic weightlifting. Um she started, I think she's six. She's eight now. Um we wow. have a couple of really awesome weightlifting coaches, Oli coaches at Metal. So like she lives with us at home and especially now more than she's getting more serious now. She's done some competitions. Um, she lives with Corey Chandler and David Samoya at the, at metal. And they, they teach her technique because neither Steve or I are weightlifters. Like we're strongman powerlifters. We don't have the technique for the snatch and the clean and jerk. Like we can teach it, but we can't, you know, we can't be nitpicky about it. Um, and those two guys are doing amazing things with my daughter. Um, the first time she ever did a competition, she loves competing, by the way, like it's her favorite. Um, she doesn't even get really nervous anymore. Um, like I was like, I had tears in my eyes, like when she's out there and she like gets her first lift and she's so proud of herself. And like, she has this confidence at such a young age that man, like I, I, if I could go back in time and tell my child self something, I would be like, you know what? Lift some friggin' weights like, or compete, like, I played sports and stuff, but I think doing strength sports as kids, like, strongman stuff, or Oli, or stuff like that, like, it just gives them some confidence that I don't think can be received from anything else, like, just, and it's a, it's a, it's an individual sport, too, so it's, like, she accomplishes it, she did it, like, it's not like her team did it. Like she did that. She won that medal. She got that lift. Like she got that PR. And like, I don't know. I just see such a, such a confidence in her, in her. And she's, she's only eight and man, she's going to take over the world. You know, I honestly, uh, yeah, I've seen her stuff and it's really inspiring. And, and when I was at her age, like I remember being as young as eight, like worrying about, that's when my eating disorder started and my body dysmorphia. And when I really wanted to be a boy, and it was because I wanted to play sports. I wanted to do certain mm-hmm. things. And I felt that, you know, being a, a woman, I also hit puberty super young, I think like 11, um, like crazy young. Um, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a woman. I can't do these things. Cause that's, just, that's what we were told. Like you said, we're growing up. Yeah. Right. So I think like, if I would have gone into lifting, when I see all these teen girls, I'm like, wow, that, that girl is going to have like zero problems in life. She's going to either end up being an entrepreneur or have like a really successful trade or whatever, like whatever. It's like, she's going to be super successful because she has self-respect and self-love. And so when it comes to like an influence of my kids, if somebody wants to say shit, I'm like, you know what? Fucking proud. 
fucking proud. Yeah, I'm not a perfect mom. I make mistakes. I'm not always there for my kid in the way I want to. Sometimes I yell at him. Sometimes I do things I really regret. But you know what? At the end of the day, I've taught my kid to hustle because he's seen me work. He's seen me have my business since he was three months old, right? He's seen me physically recuperate, right? Mm -hmm. Now the second time. Um, and then seeing me lift and do all these things and kind of breaking gender stereotypes and stuff like that. He's going to respect women, right? He's going to, he's going to respect himself. And he's, you know what I mean? Like all that is is setting a good example. And now that he's, you know, four, he's like interested and I've been able to teach him. So that's, it's just really amazing to have that experience. And um, like when you have her attend your competitions or, you know, vice versa, what does that mean to you? you oh know, my like, God there I oh my god it just like drives me to like do so much better like I'll never forget she was at war of the west whatever the last one we had would have been 2000 before COVID hit 2019 May 2019 I think and it was this like I have this video and it was we had a squad event and it was super cool by the way um with the super cool backdrop but um like she's on this video and she, I think my mom was taking the video or someone and she was sitting with my mom and all you hear is her like screaming to the point of her like voice cracking she's like go mom go mom you've got this mom and like it's just like she has like and I hear her and I'm so focused when I compete like I don't hear anyone except for my husband who's telling me like go harder stop or do whatever because he's also my coach and now I'm starting to hear her like, you know, the crowd kind of like all blends together. But when I hear her say, go mom, it's like, oh man, I got to freaking do this. Like if I, I don't want to let her down, which is why sometimes when she's there, I think I do, I think I do better because I want to, I want to make her proud and impress her. Yeah. I don't with my kid because my estrogen gets released and I just become this cuddly fucking bear. Like I go full panda and I'm like, I'm like, I want to kiss you. You know, yeah, it doesn't happen with me because like she'll come up and hug me after events and stuff. But like, I know there's someone there taking care of her, like either my mom or my sister or Steve's mom is there. And like, you know, she's well taken care of. She's fine. And like, I don't know, I think like I have someone to take care of her. And like my competition is number one that day. And she's grown up knowing that like the day mommy competes or the day daddy competes, it's like, you know what? I got to hang out with grandma and I just got to like, kind of like fend for my not fend for myself but you know I'm not gonna get like the mommy treatment right like and she think, knows that she gets yeah. it I think sorry what the most beautiful thing about your story is is the fact that like and most strong women is that we're not the stereotypical and and not saying this is this like we're not the stereotypical Instagram like booty band body like what you're saying and so the fact that she gets to see someone who, you know, you're a teacher, you're successful, you have a career, you have a business, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you're successful and strong men. So like, right? Uh, and I can't remember, are you middleweight or heavyweight? I, I always compete open. Okay, okay, I just wanna double check. But anyways, yeah. my point is, is like, you know what I mean? We're not 105 pounds, you know? We're, so like, she's seen someone who has like, you overcame like so the postpartum recovery journey and, um, like the way that you entered the sport right like you said you weren't into you weren't like lifting weights your whole life right no, so gross. <laughs> yeah because so many people like feel like they have to have the genetics or the qualifications or xyz to like do it and you've totally proven that wrong 
So I just think it's really powerful, um, your story. And I encourage everyone who has listened today, thank you for tuning in, for supporting us. Please, like I said, if you want to see this podcast grow, um, it's so important to support us. You can, you know, aka click the button on our website that says buy me a coffee. Please share um, this podcast interview, comment on it. That's huge for us. If you're on any of our podcast platforms like Apple, uh, Spotify, you can give it a five-star rating. You can follow it, subscribe. So we, we're here for you. That's why we're doing this. Let us know people you want to see on our show. Let us know um, what you thought about today. And you can always reach out to Tracy and ask for any questions. All the links will be on the video. And um, like I said, visit our website, panastrongpodcast.weebly.com, which is really exciting this month. We're launching a merch store. A lot of the shirts that are on there um, are designed from our guests and hilarious things we've said or that they say. Um, so check out that. It's going to be really, really cool. And like I said, our YT channel, subscribe to it, because if you want to learn how to make equipment, you want to learn workout videos, our, our guest speakers are doing virtual strength workshops. Some of them are going to be judges in our first annual virtual strength comp, which is really cool. And um, you can find uh, all of Trace's information on our athletic directory, our athlete directory that's on our website that's launching this month, too. So a lot of exciting things are coming up to so check in. And uh, also, if you're on a Strong Women of 10, the Facebook page, you can get access to codes to get discounts and deals on merch, apparel, and all the kind of fitnessy things that uh, these lovely ladies represent. And if you want to be on our athletes directly or directory, or if you have a competition coming up, you can uh, advertise on our site. So get connected with Tracy Holiday. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on our show, girl. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. We love you. I love everyone. Show those guns before you go. Flex. I don't even have any. (laughs) I know mine are not defined. Like they never are. Even when I'm skinny, it's just like which which angle we're going for here. Just be like. I'm like super small right now. I like haven't been really. Well, I've been training, but I'm not training events right now. I'm just training like other stuff. So just, uh, just edit the photos with the, the filters, you know, with some contrast and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> but, <just laughs> but yeah, check out our gym if you're in the area. And, um, you know, we look forward to uh, hearing your feedback, folks. So Wait. thanks for tuning in. <laughs>